The Ryan Reese Show from Southern California. This is The Ryan Reese Show. Post your questions using at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Are you ready? All right, it's going down this Saturday night. I got Holland Davis in studio. Man, Holland, now I'm thinking about it. It's been a minute since you've been uh, in studio. Just a bit. It's been a while. <laughs> but you know what? Your YouTube videos that you're uh, on, you know, they have a lot of views. So people like to hear your voice on this show. So I'm excited to have you back. Yeah. God's doing the work. You know, since COVID hit, I mean, we, we live by each other. And, you know, I was going to your Tuesday night, uh, um, your Tuesday night discipleship, Holy Spirit nights, afterglows. Um, I was going there consistently. And then when COVID hit, I started traveling a lot. And then I moved out of town. So I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. It's been, you know, COVID, it really, uh, it's like, it kind of like separated a lot of people just for whatever reason. Everyone just got kind of isolated and we're kind of just going about their business in this weird environment of don't go out here. You know, at first when the, when the COVID hit, everyone was like, it's the walking dead. What's going to happen? You know? And then we were getting all this propaganda videos of people dying and stuff. And, you know, people did die. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but not saying that propaganda. But, like, like it was over – it was just overdone of, like, the survival rate and everything. Right. So it was just they, – they basically – the better way to say it is there was a lot of fear that was uh, placed on people. Um, and it just really separated people. It closed down churches. It just had a, a big ripple effect on – on the state of the world, you know, and with that said, I believe that it really kind of just shifted the um, change the church. A lot of people I saw a great. Uh, 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 there's been a great amount of people that have like left the church. Those Sunday morning mm-hmm. Christians that would go to church, and then um, then it made the people that were in church even stronger. The ones that wanted God, it made them go deeper. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of churches closed down. But the churches that stayed open grew or continued. Right. You know what I'm saying? Did, yeah. you, did you see that over the last couple of years? Yeah. Um, the way I look at it is like you have – in the Old Testament, you have two models of ministry. You have the Elijah ministry, right? And you have the Elisha ministry. Okay. Right? Elijah, big pyrotechnics like fire from heaven, you know, big crowds. True. You know, uh, all these radical things that happen. But then with COVID, it all shifted to almost like a, an Elisha ministry where it was house to house. Mm-hmm. There was twice as many miracles under Elisha than there was under Elijah. Mm-hmm. But it was all personal. It was one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And even the way you do church now where you're online, you know, and you're, you're going into people's homes. And so people are having a personal encounter with Jesus as opposed to a public encounter with Jesus. Right. And so we've definitely seen that. We've seen um, we've seen at our at our church. We we just didn't shut down. We opened up. I think we were shut down for like three or four weeks. Everyone, like for the most part, like when no one knew what was going on, right? You know, yeah. But when we figured out that we weren't being yeah. told the truth, yes, you know, that's we what I was trying to say at the very beginning of the show. <laughs> <laughs> we just thought, you know what, we're just going to go for it. Yeah, and uh, we're we're blessed. We have this uh, building that lets us open up one of our walls. Oh yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, so yeah. we're we call it an outdoor service because they said we could be an outdoor service, and so there that's what we did. And um, and so we've continued, um, but we've seen the Lord just just ministering to people. We've seen. Uh, it's even wild because a lot of even our afterglow went online, and so now we're kind of a blend. We're 
uh, some, Roger is one, one of our guys that does the Afterglow. He's he's been on this show. He's yeah. He's in Nashville a lot yeah. of the time, and here I'm in California. So we're kind of, you know, I'm I'm running the meeting in California. He's he's involved, you know, online. And there's been times when we both have been online, and we don't know who's in the room. Like we have no yeah. clue. Like there's no way for us to know. And so we have to completely rely on the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will just tell us, there's someone in this room, you're experiencing this, and yep. we'll say it, and the next thing you know, we'll hear the report back that that's mm-hmm. exactly what happened. God just started ministering to people, and, you know, and we're not even present. You know, yeah. how does that happen? You know, it's mm-hmm. got to be the Holy Spirit. Well, I think about that verse, how, uh, you know, it talks about, you know, the, the gospel will have to, like, it's going to have to go out. Like, people are going to hear the gospel. It's going to go to the ends of the earth. Mm-hmm. And even with COVID now... It's almost like uh, when COVID hit, it actually kind of stepped up the program with the churches to actually produce online. Because a lot of people were like living in the Stone Age. Like they didn't even have like online access streaming. Right. So they had to get onto that online streaming. And it really, it really blew up like the reels on social media, the IGTV. It really expanded that whole reach where people were like going, hey, this is a way we got to get our content in these little clips or full services or whatever, and we got to get it out through the social media. So now it actually expanded the church in in a greater way. Like I was just looking at, um, uh, we we were on TikTok. Uh, the Hoosiers just uh, did a just started up TikTok, and one of the the clips from uh, from Head went viral. Like in two days, it went to a million views. We wow. reached a million people in two days. Like, that's insane. That's crazy. But, but this has been the progression of the church getting down and then us thinking different, going, okay. Because even with the whosoever's, we never really did a lot of online stuff. It was just all in person. Just like you guys, your church or your your, your afterglow services were like it's a meeting in person. Right. But then it really started expanding. And you don't know who – going back to what you were saying is you don't know who's watching, but God is still moving through those clips, through those mm-hmm. online, and in these days of everything that's going on, now you have monkey, monkey pox coming. Right. But we don't know, but the Bible says in the last days there would be pestilence, rumors of wars, kingdom against mm-hmm. kingdoms, all the famines. You know, now we're seeing a shortage of food and all these different things right. that are going to affect America as well now, right. as well as Europe. But God is using these avenues to continue to... If you're in his will, he's going to continue to use you through these avenues to reach people. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. what's crazy is um, we now have congregations, you know, I call them congregations, but they're groups of people that they feel like this is their home church. Yeah. And But they live in Texas. They live in Northern California. And it, it's for the first time I'm starting to think maybe we need to plant a church in texas maybe we need to plant a church in northern california kind of like in the old calvary days where people would get tapes of chuck's bible studies and then you know have a little group and they said hey we need a church out here because what we're hearing is you know they 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 feel connected because they can't find a church in their area that's like this church And and i'm not i don't really think that the church is an online church. It's not an online thing. It really is an in-person thing. Yeah. And so, um, you know, so we're praying about that right now. How do we, you know, raise up leaders that we can now send them all over the world, but that have the DNA of the power of the spirit and the power of the word, you know, that's Calvary Chapel. It's like the power of the spirit, Calvary, the, the power of the word. And, um, 
you know, it's like teaching the word is verse by verse, yes, but you got to have the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. You know, people not just coming to Christ, but people being delivered from demonic oppression, people that are um, that are seeing miracles. I just taught a message uh, on Sunday about uh, expecting miracles, you know, that we should be, you know, we serve a miracle working God. So miracles should be a normal part of our lives. It right. should be happening all the time. And that should be our default. So speaking of that, um, it's funny because when you look at the scriptures, you know, when I, I read through the just like just let's just look at uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John in the book of Acts, just for instance. OK, because that's Jesus, the life of Jesus's ministry it's the disciples going out, doing what he's called them to do. And then the continuum of, of Acts, the con- continuum of Luke from Acts, um, they're going out and you're seeing Jesus. You know, he's always constantly preaching the word. It starts mm-hmm. off with John the Baptist, right? There was no miracles with John the Baptist, but he was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he was preaching the word of God. He was a man of prayer, fasting, mm-hmm. and and uh, of the Old, Old Testament scriptures. But it says that he was he became strong in the spirit. It says in Luke when he was in the the desert. So we already know he was a man of the scriptures, mm-hmm. but then he became. Um, strong in the spirit when he was out there, and as he preached the word, the word went forth, and he was already filled with the Holy Spirit from birth. The Spirit of God's job is to to draw all man to Himself, and people were being convicted, right? And then they were repenting, which I guess that's a miracle that yeah, people wouldn't even yeah. give their life to Christ, <laughs> but not as in like people were getting healed and demons were coming out all that. But yes, it's a miracle that they would actually go from darkness to light, which is a huge miracle. But then Jesus starts. He gets filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized with the Holy Spirit, and then he starts his public ministry. And then you read through the scriptures, and it's like, he's like turning water into wine, miracle, casting out demons, uh, uh, healing the sick, casting out demons, healing the sick. It's like constantly, like, all these demons keep getting casted out. And and I ask myself, and, and healings after healings after healings, and we already know that Jesus is the word of God. Mm-hmm. And he's speaking. So the word is obviously going forth first, and then the signs and wonders are following, right. as he said in, in, at the end of the Great Commission. But I always tripped out going, why is there so many demons getting casted out? Like, why is there so many demon stories getting cast? There's a lot of them, actually, mm-hmm. and healings. Well, then all of a sudden I look at like where we're at now in this time, and we're looking at culture, and we're seeing like Lil Nas, his video. It's like he's a black dude. He's a black rapper. And he's having sex with Satan and doing all kinds of crazy, crazy stuff. I'm, it's so gnarly. And you're thinking about these kids that are 13, 14, oh, I'm sorry, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, and up to adults that are watching this stuff. And they're literally seeing the gnarliest stuff, even like the, the American Horror Story film. I mean, they're, they're levitating. Mm-hmm. There's like pentagrams. There's, there's witchcraft. There, you know, that, that Disney film, Red, it's showing like this kid – in a circle and there's demons going in and out of them. Like when you're looking at the state of culture and if you're not actually aware of the content that's actually being distributed to the kids and people and you're in the church and you're like, Oh yeah, times are getting bad, but you don't really know what's happening. My point is, if you don't know what's going on, it's very easy to be like, Oh, well the world's not that bad. Like, you know, there's some things going on, but if you really see the content that's going out, and if you know how it could actually influence the world, this is why we're seeing the high levels of, of um, people saying uh, everyone's bipolar, right? mental illness, 
which is demon- a lot of demonic stuff that's attached. Right. The addiction to pornography, uh, addiction to drugs and pills right. and antidepressants and alcoholism and all this stuff. The 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 the, the rise of transgender confusion. They don't know if they're a boy or girl or mm-hmm. a unicorn. Or there's this new thing called furries. They they believe that they're yeah. cats. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's like there's a health mental health crisis going on. Right. So I say all that to say this. Why is all that stuff in the scriptures with Jesus? Because he left all that stuff in the scriptures for us because we knew, because he knew in the end times, which is right now, this is the stuff that we're going to be facing. Yeah. We're going to be facing demonic. It, it's it's closer to the church than what people realize. You know, yes. Because, for instance, we had a, what we believe was a Christian school that asked to use our building, and so we were helping them out. And um, I looked, uh, someone showed me something on Instagram where they began every morning with, um, with this, what they called mindful meditation and prayer. Mm. So they threw prayer in there because that's the Christian word, but it's mindful meditation and prayer. And in the picture are a group of students gathered around a, a, a bowl with candles in it and a book by a Buddhist monk. Huh? And so they are doing, <laughs> they're practicing Buddhism, right? Right. So I just posted, you know, because I figure you're in my building. I have a right to say something. Yeah, absolutely. So I just posted, um, you should not be you doing this because you're opening these kids to demonic forces. And, of course, that didn't go over well. Never does. And so, you know, <laughs> but the reality of it is, is, is the church doesn't, the church doesn't look at things the way God looks at things. Um, when you, or when I say the church, I, I don't talk about the body of Christ in the scripture. I'm talking about the cultural church mm-hmm. that we see today. And so people are embracing Buddhism without realizing that they're embracing Buddhism. It's just positivity. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, oh, it's all about love. Love is love, right? No, yeah. love isn't always love. Love sometimes is lust. It's being called love. Mm-hmm. It's not always love. Um, they're embracing, you know, the law of attraction, you know, that that came from uh, a heresy. You know, it's like all these good vibes. Just have good vibes. Yeah. Good vibes are going to come your way. Uh, even the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, I have a video that I showed our men's ministry where basically the leaders of the movement are invoking demons to possess the crowd. Mm-hmm. And that's when the violence would take place. Whoa. And so these, what they said was a racial, you know, social movement was actually a demonic movement. Mm-hmm. It was, they were using demonic spirits to empower the people. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were very outspoken about it. They were very open and, and said, these are religious, you know, uh, events. Mm-hmm. And so because we don't see things the way God sees things mm-hmm. in terms of the spirit world, mm-hmm. um, we tend to not, you know, we tend to ignore a lot of things. I want to jump in here talking about invoking spirits and, and the supernatural realm. Um, I was at a concert. I was at K-Rock Acoustic Christmas, um, I don't know, maybe four years ago or something like that, right before COVID. And that band from England, it's a girl, it's a girl band. And her name is, uh, oh, shoot, she's a blonde girl, but she's a Wiccan witch. I didn't know she was a Wiccan witch. She was like oh, one of wow. the, there was like, at Acoustic Christmas, they have like 20 bands play or something, right, every night. And uh, something in the machine. Um, I can't think of the, her name. It'll come Florence. to me. Florence in the machine. So she played, and I've never seen her perform before. And she's up there on stage, and 
it's, you know, uh, what, 30,000 people? Full arena, right? And there's kids, all ages, older, younger. It's a K-Rock Acoustic Christmas. It's like Christmas theme. It's like this fun, exciting theme. Very family-oriented. And she comes up, and she's playing, and, and she's playing, and she's running around the stage. And I'm like, I'm like, there's something up with this girl. There's something up. There's, like, you know, just the way she performs, the way she's, like, twirling and doing things with her hands and all this stuff. And, well, there's something up with this girl. So as I'm, I'm watching, she basically starts uh, – she starts telling the crowd, hey, you know, like, like basically open yourself up and repeat after me to receive the spirit of – and she had a name for it. And she's doing this ritual over, over the crowd and, and people are like saying, chanting wow. and saying and inviting the spirit into their life over the crowd. And I looked at all my friends and some of them weren't Christians. And I'm like, hey, well, do not do this right now. This is like demonic. You do not want to open yourself to this stuff. And basically what happened is I started Googling her after and she's a full on white witch. She's a Wiccan witch. Wow. So here you go. You're at this event. It's like a, you know, somewhat of a family, you know, event. It's, it's a mainstream event, but, but it's like all these different bands. And uh, she uses this opportunity. She's like almost one of the headliners and uses this opportunity to basically have, teach people how to empty themselves, open themselves up to the spirit and go through this ritual and chant and say the words, how many people received demon, uh, demons that night to go home? Or even their children. Or they're, yeah, and I'm just saying people, adults, children, yeah. anyone that's in that room, how many people receive that actually open themselves up to this and then goes home? And that's actually happening on YouTube Kids. Uh, YouTube Kids. It is? Yes. No. That, yes. Where if you let your kid, you think you're, you're trusting them to a kid's thing, and they've got videos on there where they're inviting kids to receive demonic spirits. Oh, my gosh. And so, you know, it's... This is this is the culture, and then you wonder why you have a kid that is a child, and all of a sudden they're like, "I'm transgender." It's like, well, where did you get that from? Exactly, it's coming from all of these outside sources that Christian parents are letting into their home, and this is what we've been trying to tell people. It's like we're in a we don't struggle against flesh and blood. This isn't yeah. like I'm not mad at the president. I'm not mad at yeah. this or that. There are spirits at work, yep. demonic spirits that are manipulating behind the scenes. Yep. And uh, we have to be aware of that. And we have to be able to do battle against that. And, of course, the easy way to do battle is just don't let it into your house. You know, don't let it into your life and just build a build a, a barrier around, you know, your family and just not let it in. That right there, though. Okay, let's talk about how to do that. Like, let's look at some life application for people because people are right, right now there's listeners and they're like, I thought kids' YouTube was safe. Right. <laughs> you know, we knew Netflix was bad because everything that's coming out with Netflix, we canceled that. We canceled right. Disney or whatever. But what can we watch and how do we, Holland, how does one family set up the boundaries or the parameters to, to uh, not be too strict to where these kids are like isolated and they can't watch anything? What can they watch and what can they set up to protect their kids? Well, the, I mean, the basic thing uh, always is that as parents, we have to be involved. You know, we can't just give our kids over to something. We can't just say, look at uh, YouTube or a game or a TV set 
um, as a babysitter. And, like, I'm just going to trust this, my, the life of my kid to this thing. Yeah. And we have to be involved. Mm. And uh, we can't be checked out. You know, that's one real thing. The other thing is, uh, and, and this is something really I think where God is moving us to as a church, as a people, mm. is to um, really be about what matters, which is family. And spending time with each other and talking to each other. You know, my wife, um, she's always been one to just talk. And she doesn't like to have a lot of, you know, external influences. She doesn't like watching TV. She would rather sit down and just have conversations with people and get to know people and do things uh, with people. And I think that's where we're moving back to as a culture. I mean, when I see... Uh, this generation that's moving up, you know, that's coming up. That have been under this. Yeah. It's like... They want to connect yeah. to people. And so they'd rather have a barbecue and get together and, and just talk about stuff than just go to a movie or go watch, you know, watch something. They'll, they'll watch a fight or something like that. But even that is based around getting together and talking with each other and spending time. And so that's always, you know, God's ways are always so simple, mm-hmm. you know, and he says it in the scriptures, you know, that word to teach our children. Well, that means you've got to spend time with your children. You've got to be in your children's lives. You've got to be in each other's lives. That word to, you know, disciple one another. How do you disciple somebody? You've got to spend time with them. You've got to be with them, you know. And you've got to walk life with them. And that's how, that's how it's done, you know. Yeah, I'm just thinking, as you're talking, my mind's uh, running right now because i got all the kids and it's uh, I mean, we've we've cut out a lot of stuff in our life, you know, and you just got to think about even more so because it's it's getting more intensified, and they're coming for the kids. They are. They're coming for the, the with the music videos, so you got to watch what they're watching music video wise. Um, anything that's like mainstream, basically. There's 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 all these underlying uh, agendas. The one thing that I've been thinking recently too, even with my family, is that you know, Pure Fix Pure Flix has come out. It's a it's a it's a streaming platform. But like I just got like an ad for it the other day. I was on Instagram and it was like a an ad for it, and it was showing the the life of Samson. They have Noah and my little nephew. He watched it. You know, he's like one one year younger than my daughters. But these movies aren't as corny and cheesy anymore as you know the, the right. old days from the '60s and '70s and '80s that they created these things. So they'll actually engage the kids, and that's cool. Pure flicks. Like it's gonna be pure. It's going to indoctrinate them in the Bible because that's what they're going to need to hold on to. But it's also but fun. Even that you have to be careful on because there, really? yeah, there are some Christian films out of Nashville that are kind of woke. Oh, really? Yeah. And so uh, on, on Pure Flix as well? Yeah. Because they're and you know, like some of the God's Not Dead series. There's a couple of them, the later of ones that are that have questionable content. You know, right. their message is questionable. Well, it's good to watch them with the kids, though. Yeah. Like, I, like right now, here, well, let me. This is what I'm planning to do. I'm going to go home and we're going to download Pure Flix and we're going to watch uh, The Samson. Yeah. And watch Noah and watch some of these things. But yeah, you got to watch. You always got to be watching yeah. for what's what's going on. And, and teach them how to discern. And, and I'm trying to teach our church right now because in San Clemente, the mixture of Christianity and Buddhism is like the number one thing. Are you serious? Yeah. It's like it's this whole kind of love and positivity. So it's like good vibes, love, positivity. And who doesn't want that, right? I mean, everybody wants that. Um, but it's under the guise of Buddhism. Wow. And so they kind of use the love and positivity. And we've had people that have been drawn away 
um, into cults, you know, because of the love and positivity. And right. they, then all of a sudden it's like, hey, don't go to church. Come to our house. We're just going to bang the drum and sing songs and, you know, laugh with each other and yeah. be positive. And, and so that becomes the inroad. You know, we even had uh, one of the guys wanted to come and speak to our youth group. And we're like, and so I had to say, hey, let me know when that happens so I can be there because that's, that is Buddhism. Whoa. And they didn't know because it, you know, they, they can appear spiritual. They can yeah. appear religious. Yeah. Uh, we actually had a couple come to our, uh, our church, and um, they, were, they were just so encouraged. That, oh, this is such a great – so, the vibes are so positive. And the, our kids were, like, looking at the scriptures, and they knew. So that on the outside, I thought they were believers. Yeah. But then uh, someone who came to our second service – uh, knew them and said, oh, no, those guys are Buddhists. They're full-on Buddhists. I'm like, what? And, and so they're coming to the church. They're, they're using kind of pseudo-Christian language to kind of present themselves as, as you know, yeah. as Buddhist people and, or, or as Christian people, but they're fully not. They're of a totally different in, spirit. In, uh, in L.A. and Hollywood, too, there's a lot of, cause, you know, obviously I work out there with a lot of artists and stuff, and the New Age is definitely uh, – uh, infiltrated. It's been obviously in the Christian right. world up there, but like when people go, "Oh yeah, I heard so and so got saved," you know, this artist or this, and I'm like, "Dude, let's just watch like the Bible says. Right. Let's just watch the fruit. Let's see the fruit because there's there's artists that can go out there and they can preach Jesus and he died on the cross. He's a, he forgave me my sins and all this stuff, but there's no transformation of their life, and they're still continuing to do the same stuff or endorsing weed or endorsing this or you know." Yeah. There's a lot of Christians that smoke weed these days, yeah. too. I mean, <laughs> or putting their body out there. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, let's see a good tree produces good fruit. And what is the fruit? Fruit of repentance. Yeah. Of change. It's the transform, transform life. But people get too, too easily, you know, oh, yeah, he's a Christian now. You know, follow him. It's like, no, bro. Like, let people work themselves out. And you got to watch out because Satan is constantly trying to invade Christianity. Mm hmm. And that's what he's doing now with this whole new age with Buddha and all this stuff. It's uh, it's, it's happened with it's, Mormonisms. Mormonism. Yeah, yeah, now, when you talk to a Mormon, they'll tell you, "Oh, yeah, I've been born again." Yep. Cause they but, almost, yep. But that born again means they had the burning in the bosom, right? They they read the Book of Mormon, got the burning in the bosom, which means they were demonically possessed. Huh. And then you know, but then they're calling that born again. And I had I talked to one guy who said, "I read the scriptures every day." Well, what's the scriptures to you? Well, the scriptures to me is the Bible, the Pearl of Great Price, Doctrine of the Covenants. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. The Book of Mormon is like, no, no. Mm -hmm. The scriptures is just the Bible. Right. You know, but they've added to it. And so so we're seeing this blending happening in our Mm -hmm. culture today where we're under the guise of spirituality. uh, People are saying, um, you know, oh, yeah, I'm a believer. You know, Satan believes. The demons believe and, and they, they tremble. Yep, exactly. But they're not born again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Wow. You know what? Let's um at the, at the break. I want to I want to pull some scripture up to kind of talk about um you know you know how the scriptures talk about in the last days you know there'll be the false prophets and they'll they've warned us. Mm-hmm. Jesus warned us. I think it was in uh, was it John twelve or something. It just talks about. You know, the false prophets will come, disguise sheep, 
as as a sheep and or wolves in sheep clothing. Mm-hmm. They're going to come in and they're going to give the doctrine to tickle your ears, but there's going to be no power. They're going to actually deny the power of mm-hmm. God in their life, and that's what we're seeing in these days. And even, dude, oh my gosh, I just saw a video for this because right now we're going to go to break in a minute. But I even saw this video of this pastor. They're they're endorsing some gnarly sexual stuff. Um, to people, it's and this is like unholy to even be talking about. But wow. you got these pastors that are in place that have a big platform, and they're talking about unholy stuff from the platform, acting like it's actually holy. Right? It's 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 perversion is what they're endorsing to these baby Christians. And like, I don't know if you're even seasoned Christians because if you read the Bible, you know clearly your spirit. Would I think be I know cool. what you're talking about. Really, I'm going to yeah. talk to you at the break and see if we can even talk about this yeah. at the next half of the show. But hey, people that are listening. Go to YouTube, uh, download uh, the, the YouTube channel, uh, Ryan Reese, and you'll get all the past radio shows from the last six years. Holland's been on the show several times, a lot of amazing shows. Look them up on the, on the uh, past shows on YouTube. Uh, contact us to book events, to come speak, to invade the high schools. High schools are opening up in the United States right now. I believe we're going to see the greatest impact in the public school system we've ever seen and we saw high impact pre-covid but now with the mental health crisis and where people are actually at these days um, book us we are going and we're invading the public school system we'll be back in two minutes right after the break or the whosoever's.com check out the product check out the book kill the noise and we love you guys and thank you for always tuning in every saturday night we'll talk to you guys in two minutes peace more of The Ryan Reese Show coming up. Post your questions at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. Over the past four years, an astounding 51,000 students from seven states, five countries, and 183 schools have responded to the gospel message because of the Whosoever's Kill the Noise Tour. living in today's world gathers as much information in one day as a 15-year-old 80 years ago would have gathered in one full year. Do you realize the youth suicide rate is at an all-time high? Listen, in the next 24 hours in the USA alone, 1,439 teens will attempt suicide. Every 100 minutes, a teen takes their own life. 2,795 teenage girls will become pregnant and 15,006 teens will use drugs for the first time. The increasing amount of noise bombarding our students daily is destroying their minds and souls at an alarming rate. For this reason, the Whosoever's Kill the Noise Tour is a necessity. We are at the Kill the Noise Tour. We're in California right now and it's about to pop off. We're getting everyone ready. We're going to pray. And then uh, basically the event's going to start and we're going to see all kinds of kids come to the Lord. It's going to be sick.
Our mission is to reach as many students as we possibly can with the message of the gospel. This is no easy task. We need kingdom builders like you to join us in this battle against the ever-increasing noise that surrounds the lives of these students. Please consider helping us expand this mission by partnering with the Whosoever's Kill the Noise Tour. Thank you for empowering future generations with us. All right, we are back in studio. I have my friend Holland Davis from Calvary Chapel, San Clemente, mm-hmm. in the house. And you've got the shirt, and I want that shirt. It looks very nice. <laughs> That's a clean logo. Clean. So before the break, uh, we were discussing about this um, YouTube that someone sent me of this pastor in L.A. Um, is, is it more of a famous pastor? And he... Um, it actually was his wife. Oh, it was his wife. Okay. His wife was having a roundtable discussion. Well, go ahead. Well, you saw the video, but I was yeah. trying to figure out how to discuss this on the radio without shocking people's ears. Right. But we, we came up with it at break, so good job. Yeah. Well, tell, they. Tell I mean, basically, video. she was giving her opinion of what kinds of behaviors are okay, you know, intimate behaviors are okay for Christians to participate in. Sexual behaviors. Yes. Yeah. And um, and basically, it just reminded me here of this scripture in Timothy. It says, in the, in, the Spirit expressly says that in latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared, which means they don't think it's wrong. They think it's okay to do something, mm-hmm. right, with a hot uh, iron, forbidding to marry, commanding to abstain from foods, which is like veganism. You know, don't eat this, don't eat that, you know, all these things that we're told not to eat, uh, which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. And so, um, you know, what we were talking about is they're basically opening the door to perversion by saying that it's okay to participate in these behaviors, and uh, and I almost put it under the the clause of doctrines of demons because what the demons do is they get you to believe something that's just a little off. They don't. That's what perversion is. It's just a little. It's just bent a little bit. It's not. It's not like broken. It's not like obvious a lot of times. It's just a little off. And but you start believing that and then you believe the next thing that's a little off and that takes you a little further and the next thing that's a little off that takes you a little further and next thing you know you're way way away from the lord you're far away from the lord and it's a very subtle thing um that's it's 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 the small it's the drifting you know like when people go surf they go out into the water and there could be like a riptide right you don't realize it and you're out there and you're looking out for the waves and behind you you're actually drifting it's a slow drift and after two hours of surfing you're, mile, you're miles down the beach. Right. You get out of the water. You don't even know where you're at, where your car's at. Right. And that's that small, subtle drift. They didn't feel it. It was just a small, subtle drift. Yeah. So it's like, you know, they'll take certain scriptures, take them out of context. Right. And then they'll add their opinion to it. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, it's like, oh, well, this is okay. Then, hey, and why not have Christian porn? 
Mm-hmm. I mean, why not? I mean, that's the next logical step, right? Because it's, it's sanctified. It's all married people. It's sanctified. It's okay. It's like, no, it's not okay. Mm-hmm. It's never okay. And so um, and that's the deception. You know, that's the deceiving spirit, the doctrine of demons. Mm-hmm. You know, we see that. Um, uh, I see that happening sometimes in the political world. It's like uh, there was a joke where... Uh, where this pastor got up and said, I had a thousand converts in my church last Sunday. They all became Republicans. It's like, mm. you know, it's like <laughs> it's not like they met Jesus. They they changed their political ideology. Mm. But again, that's a, a deceiving spirit that's like replacing Jesus with something else. You know, mm-hmm. back in the day, it was social justice, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, like if, you know... It, Instead of preaching the gospel, we're taking water to the poor, and that's just as effective as preaching the gospel. And then there was that quote, you know, uh, uh, preach the gospel, and if necessary, use words, Mm -hmm. right? So you're just supposed to live the gospel and not say anything. It's Mm -hmm. like, well, no, the Bible says to preach the gospel. To proclaim the good news, right? The it's not. It's it, to use your words, to use your voice, your mouth. That's what you know. People hear the word, and that brings you know that creates faith in their hearts, and they respond to Jesus. The enemy would love that. Okay, yeah, be a Christian, be non-effective. Like he's like, all right, cool. So if you have a mouth and you want, you could share the gospel with people, and people can give their life to Christ. He's like, just be a Christian and don't say nothing. Just just live it. Yeah, be nice, loving. Don't worry about it. Yeah, be yeah. a be it a doesn't good... it doesn't advance the gospel. No, it doesn't. So he wins. Exactly. Unbelievable. And so these are the things that are creeping in, and that's why you know what we're seeing, and I'm sure you're seeing this too out on the field is is the there's a a, a really strong dividing line between the the things of the spirit and the things that are not of the spirit. Right. It's almost like black and white. And we're actually, uh, you know, back when I was 17 and Lonnie Frisbee laid hands on me, it was the power of the Holy Spirit. And I felt, you know, like electricity go through my body and I've never felt anything like that. I'm starting to see that happen again. I'm, you know, as I was uh, at this worship conference and praying for people, I prayed for this one guy and I said, okay, Holy Spirit, just fill him. And all of a sudden this, this, this electricity just fills his body. He starts sobbing. Mm-hmm. And, and like wailing, he's like loudly, God is doing something. And I didn't provoke it. Mm-hmm. There was no, pro- I didn't tell him, this is what's going to happen to you. You're going to feel these things. Yeah. And it was just like, Holy Spirit, just do whatever you want to do. And God just began to do this incredible work in this person's heart. And then we prayed for this other girl. She had a completely different encounter with the Holy Spirit. She just... It's like when you leave the... Even when you leave the church and you're, you go to a good study and you listen to the worship and everything, you come out and you're joyful. Yeah. You're happy, people are like stoked and happy after church. Yeah. You get that, you know? Yeah. But she she sensed God in, in, you know, and I, again, I don't... We don't, you know, preempt anybody. We don't explain what's going to happen. We just pray. Yeah. And, um, but she felt this weight on her. Mm-hmm. On, at, at first, it was on her head and then her shoulders, and this real heaviness that came on her, and this stillness came on her body. Well, the word kavod, which is the glory of God mm-hmm. in the scriptures, the word kavod means weight. Mm-hmm. So when the glory of God fills the room, when the glory of, when the glory of God is, is manifest in a place, as we see in the scripture, there's a weightiness. It feels like a weight on you. Mm-hmm. And so I, we explained it afterwards. Well, this is what the scripture says. 
But she was having this encounter, you know, this weight. And same thing happened to another lady that we were praying for where she's like, how do I know if I'm filled with the Holy Spirit? You know, I prayed and I said, well, if you prayed, then, you know, you receive it by faith. You know, it's, yeah. it's not like this weird thing yeah. has to happen, lightning bolts. It's just like salvation. You yeah. receive it by faith. Yeah. And so as I'm talking to her, I could see that the Holy Spirit is resting on her. And uh, and so I just said, the Holy Spirit's on you right now. I said, don't. Do, I said, do you feel that? What do you feel? She goes, I feel this weight, mm-hmm. this heaviness on my face. I said, well, that's the glory of God. He's resting on you. And then she just starts crying, you know, just mm-hmm. realizing that oh, God is answering my prayer right now. And I said, so just receive, just whatever God has for you now, just receive it. I love how God does how He just works with different people in different ways. Yeah, you know, and, some, some and no hype. Yeah, no hype. Like some nothing, some something. There was that one guy, that old uh, – he's one of the old school guys that, that people quote a lot. I can't remember his name. But he was, remember he was praying for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he's like, I'm not leaving my, my room. He was by his fire and he got like, like – Chuck Smith quoted it. He got like lightning or like he felt like electricity or something. And then Chuck's like, oh, I didn't get anything. You know, It's like right. <laughs> how some people get something, some people don't. And that's what's so awesome is God does it in a unique, unique way. So don't – like I'm telling listeners, don't be chasing the lightning bolts or no, you know, no, the electricity, no. and don't be chasing nothing. Like you don't know, just say God, just fill me with the Holy Spirit, and yeah. it's by faith. You yeah, know? it's it's all it's not. You're not chasing a sign or a wonder. Yeah, you're chasing the Lord Jesus, exactly. and Jesus, Jesus is the one he and 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 the signs and wonders follow. Yeah, it's a, that's what the Bible says. They, they come will after. Follow. Yeah, yeah. So so basically, it's just I want Jesus. Yep. And so that's that's basically that's so awesome. God's doing that. Yeah, and it's stuff. and it's happening everywhere. Every we're seeing, I'm seeing it in different states as I pray for people. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing it in different venues, different contexts. Mm-hmm. You know, we prayed for a guy that wasn't a believer that came to our house to deliver a package. He didn't know he was going to get dosed with the Holy Ghost. You know, <laughs> exactly. It's like. You know, just just praying for him, and and the Lord begins to meet him. You know, mm-hmm. and so, so God is God is doing something right now, and and so while the enemy is at work, yeah, it's it's really bad. We can't let it in. Yeah, the Lord is also at work. Yeah, and I'm always I'm always focusing on what the Lord is doing more than I'm focusing on what the enemy is doing. Mm-hmm. Because that you know, in San Clemente especially, there's a lot of crazy stuff yep. that happens in our town, yep. and uh, the city council just sponsored a color run, which is the whole Hindu worship festival. Oh, you know? that's happening! Yeah, that it happened. It happened. And so I I said something about it, and man, the the number of Christians that were like, "This is just good, clean fun." It's like, no, you don't understand. This is a festival to a Hindu god. Yeah. You know, to and and I don't even want to say the God's name because it's not worth mentioning. Yeah. But it, you know, but it's 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 a spiritual worship event. It's not just a fun event. You have to look at as believers. We have to look at everything from a spiritual lens, mm-hmm. a biblical lens. That's why it's easy. Like, you know, when you start, like, I'll talk to different people about you know what's going on in in the government in the la- you know these last days. I'm like, I'm not surprised. Like, this is not a political. Like when you look at the when you look at what the state of the world, what's going on with the the World Economic Forum, you know, with the pestilence, you know, with the COVID and the monkeypox and and the food shortages and the wars and rumors of wars and all the stuff, you can't look at it like it's a political 
thing. It's right. the, it's called the last days and what Jesus has predicted. So, and you also got to look at what pastors and churches and people are introducing and these festivals, like you're saying, the color run doctrines of demons. It's all spiritual and right. the enemy is using all these different things to come in to infiltrate our culture. Just recently I was talking about, um, you know, there was that whole, uh, drag, uh, uh, drag, uh, queen thing, which someone on my Instagram said, you should call it the drag king thing. Cause they're <laughs> all dudes. Um, but you know how how you're seeing them infiltrate the kids. You know they're they're going in. I mean, looking up as all colorful costume makeup like clowns almost in a way, right. but like like women, sexualized. And then you even look at the LGBTQ community, transgender, and all that, and it's like this rainbow flag, uh, ultra rainbow flag, and they're using these colors and this rainbow and these dress up to manipulate this agenda that they're trying. To influence, like someone recently told me on my social media, it's actually one of my one of my super liberal friends, far left, goes, "It's just rainbows and just a good time." I'm like, dude, that's like the that's the it's that's the that's the um, the model that they're using to make it. That's exactly what they want you to yeah. think. Well, back in the day, it was you know, let's go to hell because it's going to be a big party, right? Right in the eighties. In the yeah, so but today it's just like, oh, it's just rainbows and colors and but it's the same argument it's the same you know ignorant statement because uh they don't realize the power that's behind it so we have to look as christians and we need to really look at everything like what is what is the agenda what are they trying to do and if we've seen what's going on is they're they're going after our kids Mm -hmm. we know that hitler says if you get the kids you get the future right and then jesus says you know, if you mess with my little children, you're better off to if, – if any of you stumble one of my little children, it's better for you to cast a millstone around your neck and throw yourself in the deepest part of the oceans. If you work for the mafia, you'd make them a pair of cement shoes and throw them overboard, right? Right. That's what Jesus is saying. Uh, uh, you know, uh, a millstone, I don't know how many tons it is, but you're not – you know, you have better luck with a pair of cement shoes basically. Right. <laughs> uh, and that's what Jesus is saying. So it's it's – Satan is going after our children, and we have to look at everything from a biblical lens. Like we were saying at the beginning of the show, look at what they're watching. Netflix, Disney, the woke. You know, you open my eyes to the wokeness even in the church world, which, which it totally makes sense. I mean, the, the wokeness in that, in that Christian industry, there's so many people that are working in the Christian industry that it's, it's not even Christian. You've right. got just businessmen working in there that, that have agendas. So you've got to watch out. Everywhere, because Jesus says you got to be sly as a serpent and gentle as a dove. You got to watch out. You got to be shrewd. You got to be able to navigate through this this world and 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 see the enemy coming in from from all different places. The, the Bible, Jesus says, like I said, is that there's uh, wolves dressed up as sheep, mm-hmm. and they're in our church. Wolves dressed up as sheep. So you got to be careful um, in these last days. I want to want to read one thing really quick, and then you can kind of expand on it. It says uh, in 2 Timothy 3, in the scriptures, it talks about the dangers of the last days. This is in the New Living Translation. Chapter 3, verse 1, it says this. You should know this, Timothy. And Paul's writing to Timothy. He's just a young guy, right? Young guy in ministry. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days, there will be very difficult times. In the, New Li- in the King James Version, it says perilous times, mm-hmm. right? So what does that mean? Dangerous times? 
Stressful times. Stressful times. Are we in stressful times? Stressful times. Okay, so let me read that. In the last days, there will be stressful times. I think everyone's a little stressed right now at this current moment, no matter what's going on. For people will love only themselves. Check out my Instagram. Check me out. (laughs) Check out my TikTok. Check out my Instagram. Check out my Facebook. Okay? Check out how many likes. Check out me, 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 me. It's called a selfie. Check out my selfie. (laughs) So for people will love their selfies and themselves and their money. Um, They will be boastful and proud. Going back to Instagram. Check me out. Scoffing at God, disobedient to parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They, I mean, dude, look at what's going on out in the world. People are just walking in, the, in New York and just knocking someone out. In the Bronx the other day, a car hit someone. This old guy fell out unconscious. They got out of the car and they robbed him. Okay, going back to they will be unloving. They will be unforgiving. They will slander others. And have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. Mm. They will betray their friends. They will be reckless, puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious. Oh, I'm a Christian. Let me smoke this weed right now. Right. I'm a Christian. Check me out. I'm, I'm, I'm basically modeling naked. I'm a Christian. Oh, I, I'm, I'm into, you know, I like... It's like the salad bar. I like Buddha. I like some Catholicism. I like some Jewish stuff. I like some old stuff of the of the um, 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 heathen religions. You know, it's all it's all it's all together. It's a salad bar religion. They will they will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like this. They will be uh, actually. I'll just end it right there. I mean, when you look at just that right there, we're in the last days. Yeah. Yeah. And here in John, he says, they went out from us, but they were not of us. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? That means they were considered part of us, right? Right. So the pastor that decides, I'm no longer a Christian, I'm going to renounce my faith, the rock star that says, you know, I, I've been preaching the gospel this whole time, now I no longer believe it. You know, the rapper We've that does this. it, you know, the, you know, Joshua Harris that wrote the book on dating, Christian dating, you know, which I always thought was kind of weird. You know, it's like you can't you can't uh, basically have relationships with girls, you know, until until you decide to marry them, you know, and then you can. I haven't read it. Yeah, it's like wow. it's an old school book, but it was, you know, now you know why we're messed up. But yeah. it's like, but, you know, and then he comes out and renounces his faith. I no longer oh, believe. Oh, he did? Yeah. He's like, I oh. no longer believe any of this. And so um, this is the time that we're in. So you have these voices that are trusted voices. Right. And we think because they're famous, because they're popular, because they're attached to a rock star, or because, you know, their church is big, that they're speaking on behalf of God when, in fact, they're not. Yep. And we have to be... You know, we have to be aware of those things. You know, he says here, you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. And so it's, again, getting back to the Holy Spirit. You know, we need to have a relationship with the Lord. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We need to be moving in the power of the Holy Spirit, living out the Scriptures, doing what the Scripture says to do, uh, but and be aware and see things as light and dark, as spirit, uh, and, and from a spiritual viewpoint, uh, because that is the times that we are in. 
And the biggest thing is that, uh, is that what is ever of the Antichrist is going to be he who denies that Jesus has come in the flesh. That Jesus is alive right here, right now. And so for me to espouse a behavior that is uh, sexually unbiblical, right? Yep. Then basically I'm denying that Jesus is right here in the flesh leading my life. You know, I have to put him out of the room for me to accept something like that that's unbiblical. And so that's, that's one of those things that basically they're lying to you and saying that this is something that's true when, in fact, it's not. Yeah, it's, it's scary when you start going outside of the Bible. And I, that's what I love about Calvary Chapel is that, you know, if it's not in the Bible, we don't, we don't believe it. Mm-mm. Because I, Chuck said it several times, you know, it's a slippery slope when you start. If you don't, well, I don't know if they really meant this in the Bible. Well, then what do you stand on, right? right. And then you're speaking on your own opinion. And you know where our own opinion and our own thoughts got us in the first place. Right. You know, and then, they're, and then you have a platform and then you're leading all these people into this. La La Land, and I've met a lot of these people that have listened to these different um, public speakers or, or people with big platforms, and they're not biblical, and they're just they're 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 out of it. They're backslidden. They're I'll meet them in front of a, a concert venue, smoking cigarettes and drinking beer. <laughs> hey, I'm a Christian. I've been going to this church a long time. I'm like, what do they teach there? Because I you you're clearly dropping f bombs all the time, right? And you know, saying all this stuff, and you're smoking a cigarette and drinking beer. I mean, what what what's going on at that church? It's because it's all feel good stuff. It's all emotional stuff. There's no mm-hmm. no depth. And what you were saying, going to your point, is that we have to be living out what the scriptures says and being filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, how does that happen? Read the scriptures. You need to literally be connected to the Bible. Like every day when I get up, first thing I do, I I turn on. I have, an, I have the K Wave app, and I turn on the K Wave app, so I'm listening to Bible studies, the 30 minute Bible studies. So I got that. I go get my coffee. I'm listening to studies as I'm doing that. Then as I'm getting ready, K-Wave's on or worship, most likely K-Wave. And then I get in my car and then I'm, I'm go as I'm, if I'm driving to work, then I have my, you know, through the Bible I'm going through with Chuck Smith, topical studies or just through whatever chapter. Or I have the Bible app that I listen to the Bible studies. Mm-hmm. So my whole morning from the time I get up <clears throat> to the time I get to my destination is me getting the word of God in however I can, wherever. If, I, if I'm on, like, on the move, you know what I mean? And then if I have other time where if I'm at home and I'm just chilling that day, then I could like sit down, I could read my Bible. But no matter what, I'm getting Bible, Word of God in me through the Bible. I'm reading it mm-hmm. through audio or through a Bible study. And that's how I get in because I can't – I know those days if I'm not doing that, my day is off. It's and, just off. And you also need to be careful who you listen to. Oh, yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah, that's the, that's the key. <laughs> I, I told my church this on Sunday. I said, uh, in, Paul true. said, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But the word used there for um, uh, hearing speaks about how, hearing the word being proclaimed. And the word used for word is rhema, which is spoken word. So God's into spoken word, by the way. Nice. So you know, so that's where spoken word. Is. Yes. <laughs> so Rama is when when God's word is being proclaimed and, and spoken, and so you you need to be under a good Bible teacher, right? You know, and a trusted Bible teacher, someone that uh, that knows the word, that knows the Lord, and that's the most important thing that they know Jesus, and that it, it's not just a hype thing; it's that they're legit in yeah, their faith. Yeah. You know? No, it's it's very true. It's very true. Yeah, if you're listening to the guy that's not giving anything, 
Like, well, well, for instance, you know, God uses people in different seasons. Like, like you know, the, the story of Ronnie Feist, he's, uh He was living with his girlfriend doing cocaine and partying, but he was listening to Joel Olstein on, on TV. But for whatever reason, God used Joel Olstein for him to get intrigued with the gospel. But what happened is his life never changed because Joel Olstein never talked on sin. Right. So two years later, he's still living with his girlfriend, still doing cocaine. And then finally he went to a Calvary Chapel and they talked about sin. And he's like, sin? Whoa. <laughs> Wait, the last two years? I, and he ran to the altar and gave his life to Christ. Right. But it depends who you're listening to. It does. It's, it's important. It's very, very important. So now when he tells the story, he's all, good old Joe Olsey never told me about sin for two <laughs> years, you know? But by God's grace, you know, right. he, heard, he heard the message, and now his life has been changed radically. We have uh, we only have a couple minutes, seconds left. Dude, uh, Holland Davis, Calvary Chapel, San Clemente, thank you for being on the show. It was awesome, as it always is. And um, let's do it again. Yes. Listeners. Click on, uh, go to YouTube, get the past shows. Tons of them. Uh, if you want to hear more about Holland Davis, go to Calvary Chapel San Clemente or listen to his uh, YouTube on our YouTube channel. We love you guys, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. This has been The Ryan Reese Show. To connect and find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for The Ryan Reese Show. In a world where relationships are easily broken and often discarded, the Rebuilding Us Marriage Podcast is your lighthouse, guiding the way to hope, restoration, and transformation in Christ. I'm your host and marriage coach, Dana Shea. Join me as we discuss the necessary tools for rebuilding marriages from adversity, betrayal, and disconnection. It's time to reignite love as we rebuild marriages from the ground up. Listen to the Rebuilding Us Marriage podcast on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcasts.